Hey there, supply chain enthusiasts, business trailblazers, and technophiles. Welcome back to your favorite podcast, Gains On, where we delve into the heart of supply chain intricacies with a touch of charm and a heap of expertise. I'm your friendly neighborhood podcast host, Joe Davis, here to take you on yet another enlightening journey. Today, we're joined by the insightful Sean Gilday, president of North American Sales for Gains, who's going to shed light on the ever-evolving landscape of supply chain management. In this episode, we tackle the big questions. How has COVID-19 reshaped the supply chain? What are the emerging challenges businesses face every day? And how does the role of a chief supply chain officer come into play in this new era? From t-shirt supply woes in Northern China to the struggles of balancing inventory during unprecedented times, we're covering it all. Sean's boots on the ground experience and encounters with real world supply chain drama will provide us with an unfiltered look into the complexities of modern supply chain management. So whether you're a seasoned pro or just curious about the supply chain world post COVID, you're in for a treat. Buckle up and let's dive into the deep end of supply chain realities and revelations. Sean, thanks so much for coming to the show. Appreciate it, Joe. Glad to be on. So uh, I thought I'd have you on today. So the concept of the show is I want to learn more about supply chain. I want to learn more about the company. And this is really just an easy way for me to do that. And the idea is if I'm curious, other people are also probably curious. Right. So what I thought I would talk about is sort of you're out there interacting with uh, Gaines customers every day and potential prospects as well. The the question that I have is what sort of things are you seeing? What sort of problems are people having and they're coming to you with that you see in the field? So it's, it's an interesting varying degree of, of issues, problems that customers and or prospects are looking to solve, uh, especially since COVID supply chain has taken this renewed, um, interest from the executive suite, right? And supply chain, I think of supply chain prior to 2020 as kind of the offensive line that always worked, right? CEOs and CFOs turned, turned a knob and said, I have a supply chain function. And even though there were things that might not have been work, working perfectly, generally things were getting to the right place at the right time. And, you know, companies were, were churning out pretty, pretty well. Um, obviously post COVID, um, and during COVID at the same time, um, things changed, right? So the ability to get product, um, the ability to get raw materials, the ability to get finished product to the right place at the right time became much more difficult, right? right. So um, let me give you an example. A company that was always sourcing raw material t-shirts through <laughs> the Northern province of China, you know, can't get those anymore and didn't really set up a secondary supplier. Right. And, you know, it was kind of an oh sh- moment for that particular company and that particular supply chain. Right. Um, prior to COVID, that was never an issue, right? Um, so companies have taken a renewed interest in making sure they have the right products at the right right cost at the right time. Um, but at the same time, obviously not having that cost impact driven down to their customers. You know, if I have to set up a secondary supplier or a tertiary supplier, you know, what's the impact on my business? Right. Um, so the the role of the chief supply chain officer that didn't really exist at a lot of companies prior to COVID all of a sudden became this new role. Um, so the chief supply chain officer rolls up to either the CFO or the COO, um, and that person is now responsible for all things supply chain. It, it seems like in this in this particular case, like in COVID especially, it became, uh, companies were kind of squeezed in the middle, right? 
uh, you had uh, the problem was you had demand either dropped off or increased uh, insanely. Uh, and then the problem was the supply had decreased to such a point so that you were really stuck in this no-win situation where you can't please your customers, you can't get things from your suppliers, you're end up incurring all this additional cost to kind of ex expedite things on both ends just to keep the lights on. Agreed. Right. So think of SC Jocks, great example, mm -hmm. right? Company that was always producing cleaning products and had a, a very uh, smooth demand curve. All of a sudden we're now getting a massive spike in the request for our products, right? Whether those are cleansing wipes or wet and wear spray downs, um, you know, paper towels, any type of sanitizing. And, you know, SC Johnson had to scramble, um, especially to supply their, their most important customers. Um, but then you think of companies that supply bed linens or sheets to hotels. Right. And that demand obviously right. dropped off the face of the planet. So um, being able to understand what risks are now sitting in your supply chain is also extremely important, right? And being able to manage that risk as an organization is obviously going to be extremely important to companies' success. It seems to me that, you know, we talk a lot about the the, the situations, you know, you, you brought up the hotel uh, linens, which is a great example um, of the companies that were stuck, you know, trying to catch up and not be able to meet their supply and not be able to meet the demand. But we, we don't hear a lot or we don't talk a lot about um, mainly because it, it, it doesn't affect the customers directly um, as much as it affects the companies themselves of having all the stuff that you now can't move. Correct. Yeah. I mean, overcarrying inventory became just as much a problem as undercarrying inventory, right? So, you know, companies like Walmart, grocers in general, right? Mm. So grocers, you know, you think of a supply chain in terms of where the end customer, right? You walk into a Walmart, I'm going to pull a bottle of Coke off the shelf. Sure. I'm going to bring that to the register. I'm going to check it out. I'm going to bring it. Home. Yep. Um, the back end of getting that bottle of Coca-Cola to the shelf is a lot more complex than people mm -hmm. think. Oh yeah. Right. Raw materials are sourced globally. Um, so when you think of a company like Coca-Cola that, that, you know, we have the plastic raw material that doesn't come in. We have the actual mix that has to come in. That mix is probably held to certain regulations, depending on what country around the world is, is sourcing that product. Yeah. So a bottle of Coca-Cola in Mexico might look a little different than a bottle of Coca-Cola, say in Argentina. Sure. Right. Um, so again, managing those types of variations as a supply chain, it's the same skew. Mm -hmm. It just looks a little different. Right. Right. Depending on where you are around the world. In thinking about the, the, the different types of issues that supply chain has seen and kind of continues to see, I know there are a lot of different factors that go into that. Um, and it's not always the same factor. Um, we've been having, you know, the issues with the labor crisis. We've been having technology issues. What are you seeing the most of when, when people come to you, when you have these discussions, when you approach, uh, folks as a, as a salesperson for gains, what are you seeing most often? Is there one thing that's like, oh, we have too much or too little inventory, or we can't balance inventory, or is it, you know, are we, we have too many different systems that we can't wait. I mean, what sort of things are you seeing? So it, it's interesting when most of the conversations that we start or, you know, a prospect comes to us, um, the, the easiest thing to blame is to demand plan. Sure. Right? That's the easiest thing to blame because we're going to sit there and we're going to say our demand plan was off X percent. Right. If we can squeeze together the demand plan, you know, maybe that helps us drag down through the supply chain, but it's more complex than mm -hmm. that. Right. Um, while demand plan may be off here or there, just like anything else, it's a plan. Right. Right. So we all know in plans, things go wrong. So when you talk about 
combining the demand plan along with the inventory optimization plan, along with the replenishment planning, right? The supply chain team, and that's very important that you need to work these things together. A buyer and a planner need to be on the same page. And that warehouse director and that distribution manager all need to be on the same page of what the plan looks like driven all the way down from the demand plan through shipment to customer, right? right? So again, you know, you have mentioned it previously, overcarrying inventory is just as dangerous as undercarrying inventory because if I have too many of this SKU, now I can't bring in the SKU that's actually selling. So right. I'm out of stock on that SKU, but I have no room in the warehouse. Yeah, and you can't afford it. Whereas all your capital's tied up and stuff you can't use. Correct. So then that's when you start to see companies, especially in retail, mark down profit. So it's a, again, when you, when you look at how the team of a supply chain team is put together from that chief supply chain officer all the way down to, you know, the, the dock worker who's mm -hmm. offloading pallets, right? Every single member of that team is extremely important because it's a, it's a timely function, right? Think of the supply chain, like a heartbeat, right? It's okay. gotta keep going. Right. Right. Um, whereas a finance organization can be a brain. And if something happens that kind of stops, mm. that's not going to stop your business. Right. But if the supply chain stops, that's sure as heck going to stop your business real fast. Right. And you can talk about, uh, you know, how, how supply chain sort of touches all of the different, uh, all, all these you know, different departments. Right. Do you find in, in your discussions that people are looking for ways to kind of bring people together, speak the same language and, and understand that better? Are, are, you, are, are people beginning to understand that more? Yes and no. Um, I would say the more mature organizations are starting to see that and realize that. And when I, make, when I say mature, that doesn't necessarily mean bigger. Right. Right. When I say mature, it's the organizations that have taken a look at where they are in the maturity curve and understand that these things are all interconnected. Right. There, there's still companies that come to us and say, we just want a demand planning platform. Right. That's fine. We can provide that. But we we believe there is more value to your business to not just take a look at the demand plan, but also look at your network design. Mm. We think we should take a look at, you know, how are your trucks being routed? We think you should take a look at your your inventory plan, right? Are your safety stock levels at the right right position? Are they too high or too low? Right. Right. So a demand plan doesn't take those things into account. It's short demand plan. But when you look at the demand plan connected to our safety stock levels, connected to our replenishment planning process, um, you know, are we getting discounts from our suppliers? Right. You know, are we buying too much or too little at once? Right. So they're all interconnected. And and that's where, again, obviously having a system on the back end to, to augment. Generally, companies in the past have created bolt-on programs to ERP mm. systems okay. and said, oh, well, this bolt-on Excel spreadsheet is how the supply chain team works. I see. It, and it's just, it's not a sustainable way of managing your business as you continue to grow. So when we talk about uh, supply chain optimization, right, that's sort of a blanket term, but that really, that blanket term sort of covers everything that you just laid out, right? Yeah. Let's, we're going to look at the logistics. We're going to look at where you put your, you know, where your distribution centers are. We're going to look at your suppliers. Are they varied enough? We're going to look at all of that and find the best way to do that right. for your particular organization. Right. And, and you have, when you have options in the marketplace and, and this is where, um, you know, several of the, the insight folks. So you think of folks like Laura Ciceri who put together all the pieces of the puzzle mm -hmm. for a potential consumer of supply chain products to say, okay, is it 
do we do this all in SAP and Oracle? Is that our best method of doing so? Or do we manage the ERP side of our business in SAP and Oracle? And do we go, you know, buy a supply chain planning system from a, a company like Gaines? Right. Do we buy a, a vehicle routing solution from a company like RoadNet? And how do those pieces of the puzzle put together? So, you know, one of the things we haven't mentioned in this conversation is IT is just as important a part of the organization for supply chain. Oh yeah. Right. Especially when we think of, you know, the, the interconnectedness, right. Of warehouses and robotics. Yep. So other things that are getting more advanced. Right. Um, so the IT team plays a major role in evaluating what solutions every company is going to use in my world. Right. Obviously we talk about, we want customers to be successful. We want the implementation to be successful, but you know, you don't, think of the little things that an IT organization is going to think of. Yeah. Right? So when we talk about um, integration between systems, when we talk about connectivity, <laughs> right? I mean, simple enough, but some warehouses out in the boondocks of, you know, different locations in the United States mm -hmm. aren't going to have great internet connectivity. So how do we solve that problem? Right. Right. So, um, you know, again, when you think of all the different ways that an organization functions and like I said, the, the heartbeat of the of the supply chain, um, all those folks are, are working together really hard every day to put product out there. Yeah. Um, you know, like I said, you'd be surprised at how complex some supply chains can be. Yeah. I, it, it is sort of overwhelming. I, you know, the, the more that I think about it, you know, the more that I learn about this, it's the, the less I know, right. The more I dig into supply chain, the, the more I realize how it's complex and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a little further away from understanding it. Um, but but that complexity, I mean, to to think that there are companies out there that are managing that amount of complexity and they're still doing it pencil and paper, Excel spreadsheet is really, really mind blowing. So what type of, what sort of benefits do you get by bringing in gains? I mean, obviously there's a time benefit, right? You're, you're, yeah. but, but what sort of other benefits do you realize from bringing something like gains that? Yeah, I mean, just like any other supply chain planning software company, you know, Gaines has its secret sauce, right? And sure. the algorithm. So, you know, what our data scientists have, have worked on and put together for years, right? So you, you have two options as an organization. You can throw people at it, right? You can continue to do pen and paper and Excel and that, you know, that's fine. Sure. But you're going to probably be hiring a lot more people, right? And you're going to be asking a lot of expertise of brain power, right? And then when those people leave the organization to replace someone like that is extremely difficult to do, right? Yeah. So, you know, one of the questions I ask in a lot of my sales cycles and a lot of the folks I talk to is that all of a sudden every executive starts pointing to one person, right? right? So, oh, this is the, this is the person that takes care of this. Yeah. This is the person that takes care of that. Right. So, you know, so then I say to them, well, what do you do tomorrow? You know, again, we live in an imperfect world where sure. things happen, right? What happens if Joe drops dead of a heart attack tomorrow? Right. What, what do you know? Yeah. How are you going to make sense of that data? What because is the you only have, you only have one guy who yeah. knows how to make sense of that data, right? So you need to, you need to have systems in place a lot for controls and, and risk, right? Um, as well as, you know, when you look at growth, I, I have to weigh the options. Does it make sense for me to buy systems and not hire as many people? Right. Um, or does it make sense for me to hire more people and not have as many systems? Right. right? And that's a trade-off every executive needs to sit in a room and understand. Right. It is. Look at the cost benefit analysis. Yeah, right. It is. It's going to cost you. If you do, it's going to cost you if you don't, right? It's going to cost you. And if you keep doing it the way you've been doing it, 
it's going to you know cost you in 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 the terms of like you said having to hire more people and retain that talent and we we had uh, matt morton on the show we were talking about brain drain he was talking about just that that oh thing. Yeah. yeah where people people come in and they build up this enormous skill this enormous talent at at uh, in your supply chain and now they are a huge value to somebody else's supply chain right and their their investment is then to poach your person mm-hmm. and you're left holding the bag mm-hmm. and and it happens quite often especially in the supply chain space um you know I, I can think of a very concrete example you know we we sold a system to a company and less than a year later the person that brought that system in left and mm-hmm. went to another organization because now he had immense value to say i've implemented an enterprise supply chain planning system right and you know i mean power to that individual he got more money and did what he wanted to do, but then that previous organization that he left is, you know, kind of left holding the bag, right? Um, you know, so obviously we're helping them fill that gap, but that is a that is a challenge that happens, and that's not just that's not just a supply chain problem. That's a problem for every for every group, right? Um, but especially in supply chain, I find that the what I call the the big brains, right? So the people that do network design, the people that do network optimization, mm-hmm. um, there is a high degree of one most of them have phds right that's the first thing sure and then second most organizations only have one or two of those people so to lose that person is an extreme value loss right right um so most network design network optimization groups what i call them groups they they're typically called coes right sellers of excellence yeah um so I won't name specific names, but there is a, a manufacturer that's a $10 billion company that only has five people globally that do network. Wow. And that COE does everything for the entire network design around the globe. Yeah. So when you think about losing one, right, you're losing 20% of that group when you yeah. lose just one and replacing them is typically very difficult as well. Sure. Um, now, not as much in supply chain with, you know, warehouse and distribution, but if you have a, a highly qualified chief supply chain officer or an SVP of supply chain or country managers, right? Um, so I think of distribution. If you have a country manager or a, a region manager um, that leaves, that person has a lot of knowledge about how that region supply chain worked. So to replace that person, whether it's promoting someone internally that you think can do the job or trying to take someone from another organization externally, that's going to take you time. That's going to take you money. And you're probably going to lose a few percentage points here or there. Well, Sean, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate you uh, coming on. I appreciate your time. And uh, it's, again, yeah, another great, unique perspective on supply chain. So thanks again for coming. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks, Joe. You bet. And just like that, we've come to the end of another fascinating episode of Gains On. A huge thank you to Sean Gilday for joining us and sharing his invaluable insights into the ever-changing dynamics of the supply chain world. Today, we journeyed through the trenches of supply chain management, exploring the myriad challenges and opportunities that have emerged in this post-pandemic era. We hope this episode has given you a deeper understanding of the critical role supply chain plays in the heartbeat of businesses and the importance of adaptability and foresight in this sector. It's clear that in the world of supply chain, every decision, every role, and every challenge is interlinked, painting a complex but intriguing picture of business operations. Remember, The supply chain isn't just a business function, it is the lifeblood that keeps the corporate world pulsing. So keep your eyes open, your mind sharp, and your strategies flexible. 
Thanks for tuning in to Gains On. Don't forget to check out our blog for a more in-depth discussion and insights. And remember, we're all in this together. I'm Joe Davis signing off and saying stay curious, stay informed, and stay tuned for more episodes that connect the dots in the world of supply chain management. Until next time. Want to stay connected with all things gains and continue to explore the exhilarating world of supply chain planning and design? Then don't forget to follow Gains on LinkedIn, where you can be part of our growing and vibrant professional community. And for more content, engaging posts, and updates, don't forget to like and subscribe to Gains on on YouTube. Trust us, you won't want to miss what we're sharing. If today's podcast episode left you hungry for even more insights, we've got you covered. Every episode of Gains On is accompanied by a detailed blog post for those who wish to dive deeper into the topic. Whether you're looking to expand your knowledge or find that special morsel of information, our blogs are designed with you in mind. Visit gainsystems.com for more. All the links you need can be found in the description below. Thanks once again for tuning into Gains On. And remember, we're here to help you to code the world of supply chains one episode at a time. Thank you.